Thank you for joining the ESBC podcast with the purpose of the podcast as always is uh, to make me money and also to make you money using business and financial concepts in order um, to take things to the next level. I'm looking here at my camera, not working here, but it's all good. All right, so uh, you learn more from games you got wrong versus the games you got right the previous week, right? Uh, you got to give yourself feedback to get clear thinking. You don't want to be like those guys who lived alone for 100 years and they're sitting at home for Thanksgiving, right? You got to have a wife or somebody. So I'm going to look at the games that I got wrong. Uh, in order to get them right for the next week. It's called the Hawthorne Effect. I use it in business consulting. Whatever you track and measure, right, uh, you improve 20%, around 20%, 10 to 20%. Uh, embedding 52.5% is break even. Uh, we are at around 60% for the year. We've made 200% on our money. And in uh, college basketball, usually we'll get into the 70 to 80 percent range. So that in between 52.5 and 80 percent is compound interest, right? So as an MBA, somebody with uh, securities licenses, that's what we want. We want consistent profit to make money every week watching football games, all right? And watching college basketball games, watching NBA, we ended up 77% NBA, right? Making money watching sports. And we live in the greatest uh, country in the world where we're able to do that. We're, we're able to watch sports in the middle of a recession pandemic, right? And make money doing so. So last week, uh, the game that I got wrong, that I should have gotten right, there were a bunch of games. And because, uh, you know, they've moved the goalposts a little bit. I know that uh, Bill Belichick, by around week 11 or 12, will take over uh, the game planning for the coordinators. All right? Yes. Uh, Big Rod 786, let's make that money. Yeah, we're going to make that money this week a lot. We'll have the NFL podcast in a little bit. Uh, but you learn more from the games you got wrong than the games you got right. So the first game that I'm looking at that I got wrong that I should have gotten right. So I looked through my notes here. I can barely read them. Uh, is Sean Payton. Sean Payton in Atlanta. Uh, Rodney Morris takes over for the Atlanta Falcons, and I think he's probably the smartest guy in the NFL. But he's uh, emotionally unintelligent. He flies off the handle too fast. I remember that when he was the uh, head coach at Tampa and I was there and I saw the inside. He has Dirk Cutter as his offensive coordinator. 
Uh, really, again, another really smart guy who was former head coach in the NFL, but has trouble relating to people. And the Saints defense has gotten a lot better. And they shut down Atlanta, and that's why they did not cover. And I should have done more research on that Saints defense to see how well uh, they managed. We did get it right as far as uh, criminal Jameis Winston not learning from his, his mistakes. He did not start. Uh, they had the other kid in there running more of a college offense. The Peyton wants to run that kind of fits his style. Uh, so that's the Saints are going to be all right. It, I, I thought that the Atlanta uh, offense, the dirt cutter, was going to be a better matchup. It was not. I should have uh, gotten that one right. Now, people who uh, live in the past die in the past. And I keep thinking of the old school New England Patriots versus what's going on with the New England Patriots and being before week 12 where uh, Belichick takes over the defense, takes over the offense, and special teams. Uh, he corrects. He does the awkward thing, basically. Uh, from, from week 11 to week 12, takes over the whole team and makes adjustments. They're not there yet, so that's why they go to Houston and lose uh, to a guy who's just trying to mirror what he does, a guy who uh, is a protege of... Uh, Belichick and uh, Romeo Cornell. Uh, the offense was limited. You're going to see more in the New England offense the last four games of the season. Uh, the offense was limited against Houston. They didn't really put in all the stuff that you'll see later on. Uh, and that, and they just simply didn't score enough points. And another uh, aspect of the game where I was living in the past from is that this is an under game, 100%. You got Romeo Cornell, defensive guy, Belichick, defensive guy. Usually, this game will go under. However, COVID-19 era, uh, less tackling, you don't know who's going to play, less depth on defense. And really, at this point in the season, uh, usually, defenses are wearing down and they have less depth anyway. So that was dumb of me to pick the under. The other game I got wrong that I should have gotten right was the Pittsburgh game. Uh, this is not last year's Pittsburgh's team. And like Will Muschamp, we got fired over there in South Carolina. What he was saying was that teams, right, that are the most organized are the teams that are going to do the best, right? Uh, if there's no more organized team, then um, – then Pittsburgh, yeah. Tim saying that uh, Sonny Michelle was a late uh, scratch, right, for uh, New England. That that would have helped the running game a little bit with that left guard they got from Georgia for uh, for Belichick. As he he's going to rely on the on the running game late. But Pittsburgh, you got uh, Tomlin, graduate of the Citadel. There's no more organized team in the NFL than Pittsburgh, and. You got Jacksonville, this limited uh, double-digit dogs. And Jacksonville actually played a really good game in uh, Green Bay, right? Because Green Bay looks to be overrated, right? Uh, Green Bay is not uh, as good as their record shows, right? And talent-wise, roster-wise, uh, they're not as good as 
first glance, right? And uh, Jacksonville played great, played toe-to-toe with uh, Green Bay. And you thought they were going to bring that energy against Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is in gliding mode, right? They're undefeated. Uh, you would think they would do the usual Tomlin uh, play good enough to beat them, not, not blow them out. That wasn't the case. They completely dominated that game. And what I'm seeing, too, that I should have gotten right, is that uh, that uh, defensive line for Pittsburgh is playing lights out. They're really controlling the game and have depth, right? Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen think long-term. And Pittsburgh being a long-term thinking team thinks to and develop depth in that defensive line uh, to really control games. And you notice that against Cleveland, that Cleveland invested a lot in their offensive line, and they have a great offensive line coach in Bill Callahan. He's been dominating most teams, but when they went against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh beat them up. And a team like Jacksonville, you know, uh, Doug Marone of the world, is going to run it to death. Uh, that matchup was going to cause Pittsburgh to cover that spread, which was 11 points, right? Uh, I should have made more analysis. I should have done more research on that to get that right. Uh, so in the Hawthorne effect, and in sports betting and NFL betting, college basketball betting that we're getting into, we'll have a, a show next Monday starting college basketball. Uh you have to differentiate between games you got the process wrong and bad luck, right? So here we use decision analysis. We use decision science, fundamental analysis, uh, and probability theory. So in probability theory, you can only get up to 80% certainty, right, on anything. And the reason sports betting is so good for if you own a business or in business in general want to understand business is that poor middle-class people, for the most part, have to make business decisions without having all the information or even having information withheld from you, having trade secrets withheld from you. So you have to be good at making decisions without having all the information. And with probability theory, you're up to 80% anyways, right? There was an 80% chance there wasn't going to be a pandemic this year, but there was. So that you got that 20% luck factor. So you have to differentiate between where you got the process wrong, where you did not do enough research, where you let the emotions get in the way of your decision-making, and bad luck. So the Cincinnati game, right, with uh, Bullock missing a bunch of uh, kicks, and then uh, Cincinnati starting quarterback Burrow getting hurt, that game was an easy cover. Uh, Cincinnati should have covered. So that game, 100% bad luck. Right, so we chalked that one up to that 20 percentile that was bad luck versus a bad process and bad decisions. And we're going through every game this week because uh, this week was the week that we still made profit, right? But we were we were close. We were close. We we're a couple of games from not making profit. And also, if you break even, right? Uh, I use the value equation, right? Which is psychological factors plus functional factors divided by time and money. Uh, you can go to my Twitter, uh, Jose Vizquez, right? 
in pin I have where I, I discuss the value equation in detail. So psychological factor for value is entertainment value. So if you break even at 52.5 for the week and you enjoy watching the games, then you've made a profit in my book, right? But we were a little bit over 52.5%. Uh, and the reason I bet on all the games is I use the finance theory of arbitrage. It says that if you invest in all of the assets with any sector, right, and they're similar assets, you make money leveraging uh, market inefficiencies, which in the NFL, the line isn't set by the market, it's set by an individual, a logarithm, right? So there's inefficiency there because the best supercomputer we have is our brains, right? So we take advantage of that. So you should never grip or lose your head or don't enjoy one particular game, right? You bet equal amounts in each game. So you take care of that psychological factor. If you get beat by something crazy, you're laughing instead of crying and throwing stuff at the TV. So that Cincinnati game was like that. Uh, Baltimore, Tennessee, Tennessee covers the plus eight. But again, uh, this is 2020 uh, mindfulness, right? Uh, big thing with mindfulness. Mindfulness is being in the present moment, right? And I'm still thinking 2019, uh, Tennessee versus Baltimore, where the game would go under, right? Both teams running it to death, protecting the defense. Not in 2020 pandemic, man. These teams, that, that's going over uh, the 52. Green Bay, uh, Indianapolis. Again, I made the same mistake. But since I'm reviewing it, I'm not making the same mistake this week. So when I evaluate these games, I'll say, all right, man, you're in 2020. This is not 2019. Uh, differentiate what, what the heck is going to happen. All right. All right. And uh, Big Rod 786 still trying to get over what happened to the, uh, Nick Chubb. Yeah. Nick Chubb's a monster, man. I remember when it, you think of Nick Chubb, I'm thinking uh, when Georgia played uh, that team in the playoffs, uh, Oklahoma, man, those two monsters from Georgia just ran up and down the field on Curry Smart should have gotten the national championship. But I think when you think Curry Smart, uh, I'm thinking of arbitrage similar to the same assets, right? Kirby Smart, Nick Satan, Bill Bellatry, Pete Carroll. There's a lot of Super Bowls and national championships. They all run the same defense. Romeo Cornell. You can go on and on and on. And then you go the the Andy Reid tree with McDermott, uh, you know, so on and so forth. John Gruden. A lot of the same assets, a lot of the same offensive and defenses being run. So that's why arbitrage, especially in NFL betting, is so important. And then doing the research on the coaches. Yeah, exactly. That that happens uh, a lot, right? And it's not innocent either, okay? There's a lot of cousins of players in Vegas, right, cashing tickets because they know the line, right? And when I say I have direct evidence of it, I have direct evidence of it where – you have cousins uh, in the line and NFL players, right? And you got to mitigate that 
in what you're betting and what you hear on the street too, right? Or you know, certain things you see, right? Uh, there was a lot of refereeing that was funny. The back judge in the Minnesota game, uh, I watched too much football because the back judge in the Minnesota game, I was on him right away. And I knew what he was doing, and I even did an in-game bet and monetized the back judge in that Minnesota-Iowa game. Who um, I would check his mattress. <laughs> Definitely check his mattress. And, you know, if I was doing an investigation, I would, I would you know, look at people around the truck. Uh, so, Miami, Denver. All right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Tim Chad said exactly. If you're serious about making money in sports betting, you have to stop thinking like a fan. And really, evaluating which team is better is only half the battle. You have to look at math. And to most people's defense, uh, math is, is taught wrong in this country because the primary element in math, right? Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, right? If you use that and go and process, right, parentheses, exponents, uh, you know, uh, if you can't multiply it, you have to divide it. If you can't divide it, you have to add it. And if you can't add it, you have to distract. So you have to do things in order in math. And math, the most important element in math, is not calculation, right? It is uh, pattern recognition, right? And then, uh, yeah, a lot of times you have to go against the public. 786 is saying 100%. Right, I call that being in business with Vegas. Vegas puts the line in there for a reason. The line is not dictated by the Adam Smith invisible hands. It's a person. It's a logarithm, and and the line is set not to have equal bets on both sides. It's to have eighty percent of the people on the wrong side. So you want to be on the the twenty percent on the right side of the bet. So the public is inflating a price to go the other way. That's why we make a lot of money on those uh, uh, L.A. Rams, San Francisco, Dallas, Notre Dame inflated lines. One inflated line was Miami, Miami going to Denver. And I should have mitigated. I should have put in the fact that the Denver game, uh, Denver has the highest winning percentage at home. And you got a primo defensive guy who doesn't sleep at night. All he thinks is about uh defense and Nick Fangio going against a rookie QB and you got a guy like Tan uh Gailey who's the offensive coordinator for Miami and again I talk a lot about the coaches because when you invest in stocks or an investment uh you use fundamental analysis which just a, it, it's a factor right not a thing is the end all be all it's all factor making your decision. So fundamental analysis says you have to understand the corporate governance of a company in order to invest in them or not. So Chan Gailey, that's why we talk a lot about the coaches strategy. Chan Gailey uh, put in a sophisticated game plan, but he has a rookie QB. Chan Gailey's has more money. Uh, his his great grandkids have money. So the, the reason he came back as the offensive coordinator for Miami is because he loves being an offensive coordinator. 
He has all these game plans in his head, all these sophisticated game plans he wants to, you know, execute. But he has a rookie quarterback. So the rookie quarterback got confused. He didn't know what he was doing. So they had to put Fitzmagic in the game, right? Cole in Denver. So I should have mitigated that, right? I should have thought of it, thought, thought it through and said, I mean, you know, make Fangio against, you look, you think about Belichick. Belichick's undefeated against rookie QBs. So you know for a fact that Fangio is going to come up with defenses to confuse the young kid. Then you got Chan Gailey, right? Chan Gailey uh, wants, he's thinking about his game plan, right? He's not thinking, oh, I got a rookie QB. So it was a disaster. They didn't score any points. Uh, and the defense got tired in Denver covered, right? That's, that's a game that that's 100%. At this point, you know, uh, betting games and watching games, thinking it through, doing more research, which is the number two rule of betting. In the podcast, in the episode notes, they have the top 10 rules of betting. Number two, it's uh, research. Do your research. I should have done more research. Big Rod, 786, says most lines that are minus four, I noticed the underdog cover are out right. Right, because Vegas knows something about something, right? So you look at key numbers, right? Key numbers is three, seven, 10. 13, 14, 17, 21, 24. So Vegas has it at 25. I call that Vegas covering their ass. Vegas thinks that the dog is going to cover, so they're giving themselves an extra number. So we give ourselves an extra. We're in business for Vegas. We want to be the 20% that gets the bet right. So that 80% that gets the bet wrong, right, they pay us. That's why I'll, I'll put it more prominently, the book back there, the 80-20 rule, right? The 80-20 rule of bet of uh, life, really, uh, the vital few and the trivial many. Uh, people get on Bernie Sanders for talking about the one percent, but it's the same thing. The one percent, ninety percent. You'll hear it in the news, right now with Biden as president. Uh, rich people will pay uh, news media to start saying, uh, you know, the one percent pays for the ninety-nine percent. They'll start saying that. Right. Or they'll say that 20 percent of people pay 80 percent of the taxes. Vegas uses the same thing. Vegas wants 80 percent of the people to get the bet wrong. So you're thinking, OK, let me be part of the 20 percent plus or minus four. I'm like, oh, hey, plus four. Vegas thinks that the dog's going to come. Why am I going to argue with Vegas? Now, you don't bet that blindly. You always do your research. But it, again, it is a factor in making the decision, right? It does not make the decision for you. But plus four, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, Vegas is covering their ass for something. Let me do the research and let me get that bet right. All right? So again, living in the past, Dallas, the under I got wrong against Minnesota because that game, Dallas-Minnesota screams under all day. Uh, you're looking at Zimmer, and you look at Dallas with that big offensive line. They want to control the game, play zone on defense, keep the game under. Won a lot of money that way, right? Going to go against Zimmer. Zimmer coming off, uh, you know, Zimmer's a defensive guy, Bill Parcells guy. You know, hey, usually if it wasn't 2020 pandemic, that game would be under all day. But no, it is 2020. You got to live 
in the in the moment. <clears throat> so you're looking at three to four bets. I still made profit, but there were four games where my thinking was flawed, right? And I got a lot of practice and in, in being uh, married to a smart woman who's a psychotherapist helps. But being a guy, right, usually guys cannot really admit that they're wrong because it's brutal, right? His father knows best. Uh, you can't be wrong, right? It's humiliating. It's embarrassing. Uh, but you got to make, you got to feel those brutally horrible feelings to be able to move on, right? Like Rene Descartes says, life left unexamined is not worth living. So you have to feel those things to think clearly, to think better than what you're doing, right? Obviously, like a guy like Giuliani needed somebody like that or else he wouldn't have gone off with that 19-year-old girl who took off his money. And he's still thinking that way. And he's still saying crazy stuff because nobody's helping him out, uh, you know, checking that stuff, all right? So you have to do it. So those three or four games that I was living in the past, you got to bet 2020, not 2019. Uh, same thing with uh, Kansas City and the Raiders. Right, uh, no way that game was going under. That game was going over. So you got five games living in the past there. Uh, Kansas City, Gruden completely out coach, out prepared. Uh, Andy Reid, and I thought that I I misjudged the matchup between Olson, the offensive coordinator, the Raiders, and Gruden versus Spagnola, who has won. Two Super Bowl. I thought Spagnola was going to dial something different up and keep that game under and keep that Raider offense under control. No dice. That Raider offense, uh, Olsen, Gruden completely outcoached uh, Spagnola, and they were up and down all day. What got the Raiders really more than anything else, uh, they, they game plan now. A game like this, a division game, Gruden, right? Salesman thing short term, businessman thing long term. Room is game planning for Kansas City in March. And they targeted them and they game planned them against them and they almost got two wins against them. You're talking about uh, John Gruden, a man who's won a Super Bowl and has been to the playoffs a lot. So he took those losses to Kansas City very, very personally and dialed up great game plans against them and covered them twice. I should have known. I should have figured that out. And I shouldn't have been living in 2019 and gotten him better. And Tim Chat says, Matt Patricia has not won on Thanksgiving. He's going to make more money than me tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Uh, in the next podcast, uh, we'll, we'll get in depth into Matt Patricia and again, his misuse of analytics, right? I know more about analytics and to use better analytics than Matt Patricia. You can pick pick out the flaws, pick out the flaws in his thinking. But yeah, he's gonna make a lot more money if he doesn't lose it, right? A guy like that often loses it. Impulse control issues. That's why he's so fat, Matt Patricia. Uh, but yeah, Kansas City Raiders are trading on right. So that's like six bets that I got wrong in, in going down to two things, right? more research and uh, living in the past. People who live in the past die in the past. This is 2020, not 19, Josh. 
That's why, that's why I gotta, when evaluating the next games, I have to check my thinking as far as that's concerned. Uh, the Tampa Bay and Green Bay are analogous, analogous, uh, uh, looking at the word analogous, they're, they're analogous because both, both are offensive-minded coaches, right? And they both try to switch out their tendencies on fourth and one several times and try to throw it instead of out tough the other team. And you think they would do it with the defenses being depleted, this being weak and loud. You got depleted defenses, depleted beat-up defensive linemen. You think they would run it on fourth down and just, you know, they know that what's coming, they would out-muscle the team. They didn't. They tried to uh, throw it to the running backs in the flat. And to my chagrin and loss of money, uh, they were like, oh, and four trying to do that. Uh, maybe because they're thinking they're going to be in the playoffs and they don't want the defensive coordinator to know what they're going to do. So they want to switch out their tendencies, trying to switch out the, the logarithms and the analytics or whatever, whatever. It didn't work. And really, there's no way of prognosticating that, right? So you make decisions without knowing all the information, but now we know it's something to keep uh, in mind. So it was two offensive-minded guys going against each other Monday night. Game was going to go over. Uh, Tampa Bay should have converted those fourth and ones, and then Tom Brady emailing stuff. Uh, if they executed the way they should, I would have gotten the Tampa Bay minus three and the second half money line. So that one, I'm going to shock it up to uh, what they say in uh, probability theory, right? Where the surgeon did a perfect surgery where the patient died, right? So I'm going to shock it that one up to that. And that's your Hawthorne effect, right? Uh, and the Hawthorne effect really checks your thinking. So you know the difference between what you hope, right, and what reality is. And you get to reality, you make better decisions, and you make more money sports betting. All right, so we'll be If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use, <clears throat> and they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast that helps us make 70 to 80 percent of your bets now download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started my brothers